Welcome to Kevin Connor's podcast. In this teaching series, Kevin speaks about various themes from the book of Proverbs, providing us with practical wisdom for a life well lived. Visit kevinconnor.org for more details. Okay, now what I want to deal with tonight on the second session here is uh, probably a little bit controversial theologically because you see so many preachers and say emphasize or overemphasize God is love, it doesn't matter what you do and she'll be right mate and everything like that. But in this scripture we find there's some things that God hates and it's a quality in God, God is love, but also some things God hates. And we are supposed to love everybody or are there some things that we're supposed to hate? And that, that's it. So it might be a bit of shake-up. Okay, let's uh, read Proverbs chapter 6 and I'm reading from uh, uh, New King James here. And uh, I've I, I put, I put on your notes, you ought to also read verses 12 through to 15 also in the KJ. Uh, v, King James Version. So I'll just read verse 16. These six things the Lord hates. So God is love, but there's some things he hates. Now, sorry to say this, but I have to be honest with you. Uh, it's a, you can't separate these things from people. Now you try as I read it through. You can't separate them from people. Let's uh, go back to verse 16. These six things the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination to him. Number one, a proud look. Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Uh, Number five, feet that are swift in running to evil. Number six, a false witness who speaks lies. And number seven, one who sows discord among brethren. Can you separate them from anybody? Or do they all involve people? Sorry to shock you, but that's what truth does. All right, let's go quickly through some of our notes here. All right, six or seven. Uh, and you've noticed the use of six and seven uh, through the Bible. Six is the number of beasts and man, because uh, man was created on the sixth day. Creation and uh, man, uh, beasts were created on the sixth day. Seven, the number of complete uh, completion or finality. Or let it be, God is love, yet also hates some things. S- these six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. Verse 16, and then somebody has said that the Psalms are the devotionals to David, but Proverbs and Book of Wisdom, practicals for Solomon. All right, number one here, uh, moving a little bit quickly, God is love. God doesn't have love. God is love. That's his very nature and character. Everybody said amen. Now, what about this sentence? And some of you have heard me say this before. It's a, a sentence I hear preachers often say it, God loves the sinner but hates the sin. How many think that's a pretty good statement? Hands up. Don't be afraid. You won't won't lose your salvation over it. Okay, as I've got on there, this is incomplete theology 
Because the average Australian says, oh, God loves me, he doesn't like what I do, but she'll be right, mate. No, it won't be right. Here's the complete theology. God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin, but unless the sinner repents of his sin, he's lost. Is that truth? You see, so much incomplete theology comes from the church. And so the average Australian says, oh, God loves me. He he likes me. He doesn't like what I do. But she'll be right, mate. It won't be right. God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. But unless the sinner repents of his sin, he's lost. That's it. That's sound theology. And so much incomplete and unsound theology comes from the church. Thank you, Kevin, for that good point. So when Jesus says, love your enemies... All right, now, number two, God hates some things also. There is godly hate and ungodly or sinful hate. Now, what do you do with this scripture? Esau, and it's quoted in Malachi chapter 1, verse 3, Romans 9, verse 13, Esau have I hated, Jacob have I loved. Now, what do you do with that? This is what I'd recommend you do between now and the second coming. See, I've done a character study on Esau right through the whole Bible, and I've done a character study on Jacob right through the whole Bible, and even though Jacob was a bit of a rascal, in spite of his nature, he loved God. And God says, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, why did he pass Esau? You see, as, and I've done this myself, if you want to convince yourself, and don't let me convince you, okay, but Esau have I hated, Jacob have I loved. And see, when I went through Esau, these are some of the things I picked up. It's too vast to, uh, to go into. But Esau sold his birthright. He was profane. He was a fornicator, an immoral man. He was with bad news. And then as you find... Follow the history of Esau and uh, those who came from Esau. The, uh, the Amalekites came from him. And the Amalekites, they were enemies of the people of God. Did you know that uh, Amalek came from him? And did you know that Agag, who wanted to kill Queen Esther, came from him? And, and God says, Esau have I loved, uh, hated, pardon me, and Jacob have I loved. And because God, in his foreknowledge, he knew the whole history. And I don't want to get political, but uh, when we think of what's going on in the Middle East today, it goes back to an everlasting hatred that God says he's going to have to deal with in due time. Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not you know against anybody. Then Revelation chapter 2, why don't you turn to this one? Revelation chapter 2. There's some things that God hates. Revelation chapter 2. Has anybody heard a message on the things God hates? Or is it just God is love? And she'll be right, mate. Doesn't matter what you do, God loves you. Listen to Revelation chapter 2 verse 6. And it says... um, but you, but this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. I used to say nicotine. 
I didn't know how to say that big word, which, which I also hate. So there's some things that God hates and he wants us to hate. Is that true? So you have that. Then go down to verse uh, 15. It says, Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So some things God hates. Some doctrines God hates. That's it. And we hate them. I hate the doctrine, for instance, of universal reconciliation, that everybody's going to be saved, even the devil. I say chapter and verse. Well, they say God's going to reconcile all things to himself and all means all. So, well, the devil and the fallen angels? Read the Bible. Thank you, Kevin, for that good point. Then Proverbs 18, 8.13, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Then Amos chapter 5, verse 15, I thought I'd better put verses down here. Hate the evil, love the good. Can we say amen? And then Deuteronomy 7, verse 10, this is the God who, who is love. He says, I'll repay those that hate him to their face. This is strong language. And then what we've read here, seven things God hates which are an abomination to him. And the word hate in Strong's Concordance simply means hate, to hate personally, enemy, and it's translated foe, to be hateful, odious, uh, and the word abomination, seven are an abomination to him, something disgusting, detestable, uh, abhorrent, especially idolatry and idol. Okay, the seven things God hates, things that are an abomination to him, God wants us to hate these things also. So number one, a proud look. Number two, let me just read from the Amplified here. It agrees with my doctrine. So these things, six things the Lord hates, indeed seven are an abomination to him. Number one, a proud look. And the Amplified puts it this way, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself and underestimate others. Number two, a lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans. Number five, feet that are swift in running to evil. Number six, a false witness who breathes out lies, evil, even under oath. And number seven, he who sows discord among the brethren. Now, so we have that. Now, notice here, and I'd like you to turn over to uh, Romans chapter 6 here. It may just help us. Are you getting something out of this? Are you being challenged? Because that's what I want to do. I challenge my own heart. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and uh, verse 11 through to 13. So it says here in uh, New King James, Likewise you also reckon yourselves in, uh, to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. One definition of the word mortal is your death doomed body, that you should obey it in the lust. And do not, and notice this, do not pre uh, present your members 
as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of, of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. And then uh, go to verse 19. Verse 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh, for just as you presented your members members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness to holiness. Now, notice in these scriptures here, and uh, I've, I've gone, uh, when I went to the Amplified, I went through all those verses, verses 12 uh, through to 16, and then 16 through to uh, 19. This is what I found. Note the members of the physical body used as instruments now, uh, uh, used as instruments of unrighteousness, now to be used as members of righteousness. So my body. Now, notice the members that are used here. Uh, I've got BC, which is before the cross, and then AD, after the cross life in Christ. Now notice the members that are used here and if you want to mark your Bible I'd recommend you do this. Notice first of all the mouth and then number two the eyes and then number three the tongue, number four the hands, number five the fingers, number six the heart and number seven the feet. So what, what I did reading this today, the mouth How many are glad we only have one mouth? Now, have you ever seen a mouth running around on its own? You can't separate these from people. So, how many are glad we've got one mouth? Sometimes I wish I had two. Then I could say a lot more. Then eyes, we have two eyes. How many would like to have an eye on the top of your head? Number three, a tongue. We have one, one tongue. Everybody said, praise God. Uh, then number four, hands. We have two hands. And then number five, fingers, ten of them. That's including our thumbs, of course. And then number six, heart, one heart. And, number, and then number seven, feet, two. So... You know, these these were instruments of evil before BC, before Christ. But now I've come to the cross, and now Paul is saying, use the members which are used in unrighteousness back there, BC, before the cross, use them as instruments of righteousness. Now, everybody said amen on that? All right, let's go to the next page here. All right, so because uh, I'm talking to very intelligent people, the seven things God hates. Number one, uh, and what I've tried to do on uh, each of these, I've tried to put a character reference. Uh, a proud look has to do with the eyes. Uh, a proud look, just consider. And in the book of Proverbs, there's many references to pride and humility in Proverbs, and I've got the word pride put a bunch of verses there, proud, and then humility and humble. And uh, one of the definitions of, uh, of, of pride is 
to be lifted up in a fog? Has anybody ever driven in a fog? It's, it's just hopeless. It's helpless. And one of the definitions of pride is just to be lifted up in a fog where you can't see properly. And say, God, you know, and, and the best way I say it is go to Jesus and go to Calvary. There's humility personified. And the character I've got there is Lucifer. And do you, do you realize this, that the first original sin was pride? Because when Satan lifted him as Lucifer, as we have here, he said, I will be like, in his five I wills, I will be like the Most High God, I will ascend, I will exalt myself. Self-exaltation, just to be lifted up in a fog. I will sit in the sides of the north, I will be like God. Five I wills, and as I said before, uh, when, when Satan said, I will, he crossed God's will. So the cross began in heaven. And so, as somebody has said, the five eye wills of Satan, the five eye wounds of Jesus on the cross, doing the Father's will, not my will, but your will be done, that's his five in answer to Satan's five eye wills. So, yeah, humility, just to be lifted up in the fog. What have we got that we haven't received? Number two, a lying tongue. Have you ever seen a tongue just wandering around? No, apart from a person, okay, lying, and lots of references in Proverbs on that, lying, and then the tongue, dangers of the tongue, and uh, the character I had on that, representing that uh, very simply, is the serpent of, in Eden, and then when you go to uh, Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, Ananias and Sapphira, I mean, so, so deadly it was, was it there that uh, Peter said, why have you connived together to tempt God? You have not lied to men, but you've lied to God. And Ananias and Sapphira, they were struck dead. Uh, and, and then it says, everybody was scared to death and didn't dare join the church. It says, great fear fell on the church, and the Lord added to the church daily. Wow. How many... Not here, that's why you're here. But how many think we would have some funerals in the church here? Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, a truthful tongue, a lying tongue, the tongue. So, Ananias and Sapphira, the serpent in Eden, using his tongue to bring about sin in Adam and Eve. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, I think I've said enough there. The hands. And really, it, just, it bothers me very much to tell the truth. How can a doctor go into one room and deliver a lovely live baby and then go into another room and abort a baby? And then some of the methods of abortion, I, I don't want to even say them, make me so angry. What do you think? It says about innocent blood crying out to God. And you think of the innocent blood. In Australia alone, we abort over 100,000 babies a year in Australia. And we have to bring in immigrants to try and make our population. In America, since the Roe vs. Wade, there are millions, millions of babies 
that have been boarded and some of them have been born alive and tossed into the rubbish bin. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. It make, makes me too emotional. So that's screaming to God. As I've got on the notes, hands that shed, shed innocent blood. Characters, Judas. Oh, when, when Judas saw that Jesus was betrayed, he went to the priest and said, I have betrayed the innocent blood. So think of murderers, killers, abortionists, cruelty that goes on today. These things God hates. Now you're saying to the abortionists, oh, God loves you, it doesn't matter what you do, he doesn't like what you're doing, but he loves you. Now he's demonstrated his love on Calvary, but God hates these things. You can't separate things from people. Okay, number four. You're very quiet out there. Is this all right? I'm just preaching the Bible. Okay, number four. A heart that devises wicked imaginations has to do with the heart and the mind. And uh, just think, uh, I'll put scriptures there on imaginations. Uh, In the days of Noah, the imagination of man's heart was continually evil. So you think on the television and the images there, and what images we get into our mind and corrupt our mind? God created us to be conformed to his image, not all the images we get. Everybody said amen. Character, image, pictures of the mind, mental, visual, a visual painting or others, and the eye gate there. Number five, Feet that be uh, swift in running to mischief, and the feet are used here, mischief, and uh, it's used a number of times in Proverbs, all kinds of mischief, mischief included here. And then number six, a false witness that speaks lies, the tongue again, and uh, witness, and uh, you just think, you know, the lies, uh, in order... You know, to get Jesus crucified, they brought in two false witnesses who lied against Jesus. And when they challenged Jesus, he said, he answered nothing. What can you do? A false witness that speaks lies, the tongue, and then lies in Proverbs, character, those false witnesses who brought about Jesus' crucifixion. And the challenge for me, what about singing? What about our praying? What about our speaking? You know, how, how many have challenged, you know, I surrender all, I surrender. All but uh, these areas in my life. Do we sing lies to God? It, 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 it's a challenge. I, I, I challenge my own heart, I'm challenging you. What about my praying, you know, Lord, I'll go anywhere in the world in your will, but not to India. (laughs) When I first went to India, I've been there eight times, I couldn't get out quick enough. I kissed the ground along with another brother with me. (laughs) Wow. And then number seven, let me uh, comment on this. just because uh, somebody asked me something last Sunday night about uh, 
he that sows discord among the brethren. Uh, let, me, let me say on this, uh, I've got down on the notes, one accord or discord. If I went to the piano and there was one there, you know, I could do a chord, uh, then accord, and then discord, and then uh, how God in Psalm 133 and John 17, that we all might be one that the world might believe. You might like to put this down here. I'm thinking of somebody I talked to last Sunday night. That you may disagree, but you may not sow discord. Now, I've just put down the illustration here. Remember in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, uh, Paul and Barnabas were sent out from Antioch, the church there, and then they took John Mark to be their attendant or their deacon and a minister. But then we're told that John Mark, as soon as the going got tough, he backed out and he didn't go back to Antioch where he, the, the uh, brothers had been sent out from. He went back to Jerusalem, back to Mum. Later on, a couple of years later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go and visit the churches uh, and see how they're doing. So Barnabas thought that was a good idea, and he said to Paul, I'd like to take John Mark with us. Now, I know there's a difference of opinion on this, but Paul said no. So there was disagreement, but not discord. The church wasn't split over it. That's what I'm talking about. So Paul said no. He backed out on us from the other trip. We don't know if he'll back out again when the going gets tough. And so Paul and Barnabas disagreed, but they never split the church. So there may be disagreement, but you don't have to sow discord. Seeds. Seeds. A seed here. Okay. So you've got to, I mean, there's ministers I disagree with and there's ministers who disagree with me. Say, Kevin, you're legalistic. Probably a message like this would be. But that's what I believe the Bible says. Okay, so uh, let's conclude there. I think uh, all the rest, I've given you enough scriptures there. Conclusion. May our prayer be that none of these evils that God hates and an abomination to him, ever enter the lives of those who are in Christ. How many would say amen? All right, I think that's about it for tonight. And I think I'm done and pretty well on time. So how many felt you got something out of tonight? And uh, I know I spent a lot of time on the first one, but uh, yeah, obedience, being a wise man. So let's all stand together. And thank you for being such a good bunch. Allow me to lay these heavies on you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we just come uh, humbly to you, into your presence again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, that the word that we've shared will fall upon the good ground of our heart tonight and bring forth fruit unto eternal life. Help us, Lord, to be challenged by your word, uh, just to be wise master builders, Lord, and be in the wise man's house, Lord. And uh, help us, Lord, to hate what you hate. 
and to love what you have. Help us to hate the evil and love love the good. Bless your word to our hearts. And Father, bless us and make us a blessing as we go forth into this week. We ask in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books and his ministry.